Mike Rowe here with an important question. Do you have a nose? Do you have a mouth? If you answered yes to either of those questions, you need to cover those holes up with a MicroWorks mask. That's right, I'm selling masks to raise money for MicroWorks. Look, I don't know how you feel about the politics of wearing a mask, and frankly, I don't want to know. But since you can't go anywhere these days without one, you might as well buy one from MicroWorks. Why? Because MicroWorks masks are made in the USA, and 100% of the proceeds will help train the next generation of skilled workers. They're also ridiculously comfortable and breathtakingly stylish and easily adjustable for enormous heads like mine. Mostly, though, they're a great way for you to help us close America's skills gap. Check out the inventory at microworks.org shop. That's microworks.org shop. This is the way I heard it. Herbie had a problem, and his problem was Bobby Fleischman. Bobby was the lead singer in a band that Herbie managed, a band that Herbie knew was destined for greatness. Herbie had handpicked the members himself, and they were all rock solid, including Bobby. The problem was this. Unlike the rest of the guys in the band, Bobby insisted on keeping his agent. Now, with his group on the brink of stardom, Herbie was not interested in sharing the band's profits with another agent, so Bobby had to go. And Herbie already had his replacement lined up, a 28-year-old, unrepresented singer of Portuguese descent, a singer with a voice unlike anything Herbie had ever heard. But Herbie had another problem. Bobby was close with his bandmates. If any of them smelled a rat, the band would very likely rebel, and Herbie knew from bitter experience just how quickly a tour could fall to pieces if the band wasn't gelling. So Herbie orchestrated a hostile takeover, rock and roll style. He hired Bobby Fleischman's replacement, not as a singer, but as a roadie. As a roadie, Herbie figured that Bobby's replacement could observe every performance up close and personal and learn every song without arousing suspicion. But Herbie had yet one more problem. Roadies were large, handy, hairy, and covered with tattoos. Bobby's replacement was none of those things. He looked like a Native American teenager. He stood five foot seven, weighed in at barely 130 pounds. His features were slight, his long, dark hair parted in the middle. Worse, he didn't know the first thing about being a roadie. So Herbie approached John Villanueva, the head roadie for the band, who also happened to be Portuguese. Together, they concocted a story that explained the presence of a roadie who couldn't run cable, manage electric, or handle the simplest kind of rigging. And that is how Bobby Fleischman's replacement in waiting became John Villanueva's Portuguese cousin. Rock and roll is a crazy Machiavellian business, and I guess crazier plots have been hatched by crazier characters, but it's hard to imagine a bolder scheme leading to a grander result than the strange journey of John Villanueva's Portuguese cousin. The lad was a quick study, and after a few months touring with the band, he'd not only acclimated to life on the road, He'd sat through dozens of sound checks and memorized most of the band's playlist. But Herbie still wondered if he'd be ready when the chance finally came. And Herbie got his answer at Laguna Beach in the summer 
of 1977. The band was on stage testing the sound system. As they prepared to rehearse the opening number, Herbie told Bobby Fleischman a reporter was waiting to talk to him on the phone downstairs. When Bobby was safely out of earshot, Herbie summoned John's Portuguese cousin to the stage. Hey, kid, yeah, you with the feathered hair. Come on up here. We need somebody to check out the main microphone. The band paid no attention to the good-natured guy they'd come to know over the last few months. John's Portuguese cousin walked on stage, touched the golden eighth note he always wore around his neck, and stood tentatively behind the microphone. The band kicked into the opening number, and when the moment came, John's Portuguese cousin let it all hang out. Even in the empty arena, the response was extraordinary. The cleaning crew came out to listen. The concession workers joined them. The band, of course, was flabbergasted, but the roadies were probably more stunned than anybody. The skinny little stagehand had a voice like an angel, an upper register with no top, a tone so clear and pure it gave Herbie goosebumps on top of goosebumps. By the time the song was done, there was no question about it. Herbie fired Bobby Fleischman, and the band didn't bat an eye. John's Portuguese cousin signed with Herbie and quickly became the lead singer for a group that would forever change the experience of arena-style rock and roll. For the next 10 years, Herbie got rich, while the fake roadie, who went on to replace Bobby Fleischman, went on to become so famous that John Bon Jovi referred to him simply as The Voice. Meanwhile, John Villanueva, the real roadie, who pretended to be the imaginary Portuguese cousin to a singer no one really knew, went on to give Herbie's legendary band its now legendary name, Journey. As for Herbie Herbert, well, fate has a way of settling all accounts, and ten years after replacing Bobby Fleischman, he was fired by, yeah, you guessed it, John's Portuguese cousin, a singer you might know as Steve Perry, proving, once again, the wheel in the sky keeps on turning. Anyway, that's the way I heard it.